You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Craig Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Glee! <laughs> Hello, y'all. I'm Taylor Swift with my partner, Eloise. <laughs> no, I'm Roxy Stryer, co-host Sarah Stratton, who looks like Eloise at the plaza tonight. And in the booth, we have the wonderful DJ Jesse Janity. What's up? What up, After Buzzers? And Gleek fans out there tonight, what are we thinking about the episode? What do you think, Sarah? Overall? Overall. Um, Overall, I wasn't... (laughs) Overall, I wasn't extremely thrilled. I was so 50-50 on this. I just... A lot of the music kind of bothered me. Okay, I I kind of agree, but at the same time, I didn't think the episode was mediocre. I thought half of it was unbelievable, and half of it sucked. It was so inconsistent. Some of the songs, we looked at each other and we're like, what the hell? Why is this being sung? Okay, so uh, that brings us to our first topic, talking about Sam and his, his re-entrance with his first song, Red, Red Solo, Solo Cup. <laughs> Red Solo Cup. Uh-huh. While they drank Martinelli's. Yeah, okay. So let, let's talk about him coming back, at least. Okay. What do we think about him coming back onto the show? In general, is this a good move? I think it is a good move, especially because it creates some tension with Mercedes. Right. Um, and, like, her love life, which always is a little interesting. And he has mm-hmm. so many connections to all the girls in the group. And I really like him because he's, like, he's different than Puck. And he's, like, he's he still has that, like, sex appeal. Yeah. But he's nice. It's so strange, though, when they were thinking, oh, we need to win this. Who can we get back to win this? How can we win this competition? Was Sam ever that talented? He's cute, trotty mouth, miss him, but... I remember him being threatening to um, to Finn, but Finn, Finn seems to be threatened by everyone. Yeah, he's but, very self-conscious. But he Cutie was never, pie. like, the solo guy who, like, held the show. Like, I wouldn't put him anywhere near on the same level as um, Blaine. Oh, yeah, as Blaine or Jesse St. James. Nothing. Even like, as Finn? No, definitely not. I would put him on the same level as Finn, but I don't think yeah, but Finn's you like didn't star see quality. last week's episode where Finn sung an, sung an octave lower, and that's where he needs to be. He's incredible like that, but when they push him too much, no. But okay, so Sam's back. We're happy he's back, just as mm-hmm. a character. Um, and he is a stripper at a women's club, but it seems like an over-40s women's club. It's like a gentleman's club, but... The opposite. Um, mm-hmm. And he wears a construction worker hat. And, and he's overalls. named like white, whitey, white meat or something. Or it's like white chocolate. That's white the, chocolate. There we go. He was quite some white chocolate there. Something about him looked way more sexy this episode. His lips looked different. Yeah, they looked small, less trouty mouth. Pinker. 
or something. I don't know. Maybe, his mouth looked different. Maybe they took out some of his lips. Like, he's the only person I've ever seen before that I was like, those lips would not be fun to kiss because they would just smush you. Like, they're so large. Oh, I'd be totally down to kiss him. I think he's really Trying cute. Him? Yeah. Really? Yes. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I just don't do blondes. Right, Jesse? <laughs> Correct. I, because I'm a brunette. I know. We've, I've heard this yeah, argument multiple uh-huh. times. It happens all the time. I bring it up, I know. But he's just not my type. You think he's cute? I think he's cute, yeah. Do you think he's cute with Mercedes? No. So Mercedes has this boyfriend. Mercedes is too sassy for him. Okay, but like he, they had the summer needs fling. Someone who's like aggressive and manly men, like her big football player man, who we never see on the show. I mean, I don't know him well enough to know if they're perfect together. Uh, what I don't really understand though is he comes back and all of a sudden we we haven't seen any of the storyline of them being together. We just heard they were together over summer, and now it's like. The writers are expecting us to be rooting for them and want Trouty Mouth to go get Mercedes. And it's like, I never saw any chemistry between them. I don't know why I should be rooting for them. Yeah, I, we knew nothing about their relationship. Yeah. We would randomly see them holding hands. She never talked about him. Yeah. They're just expecting us to jump on the train. And I'm like, mm, wait a second. Something's off here. And you can see Mercedes thinking about it. She's like all happy that he's like back. And yeah. she doesn't even seem to really be caring about boyfriend. I would like to see him more. Maybe he sucks. Maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe we like him better. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure either. I, I don't know. But okay, so he's back and he seems to be getting along well with everybody and he brings this whole new sex appeal to the new directions. Uh what was Okay, that's what it's supposed to be. It wasn't there. His body role was more like a I'm doing the robot. It was Horrible. It was so it awkward. And, like, I was expecting, like, this big, huge, like, almost, like, really risque sexual number. And it wasn't, like, at all sexual to me. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get there talking about the the competition. But just him in general, when he came back and was, like, doing this hip roll thing and trying to look sexy and make sexy eyes, I was like, oh, you look awkward, honey. Oh, no, no. It's like, clearly, they wrote this storyline before they asked him to dance and then saw him try to do these moves and were like, okay, I guess that's going to have to work. Because if you notice, the camera cuts away from him as quick as they can every single time yeah. he starts, like, sexually rolling his body. He probably felt so uncomfortable or something. Because it was really just, awkward. like, couldn't, unbearable to watch, almost. I, seriously. But he has a fine voice and fine stage presence, I Which guess. Which was not put to good use in this episode. No, definitely not. My red solo cup was not feeling it. <laughs> It's, oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't like when horrible. they do. I don't like when they do things like that for Red Solo Cup or like when they did last Friday night, and they're not at a party. It's awkward. Like you're singing about raging and you're in school chilling. Chilling. It's awkward. Glee usually tries to take these songs and incorporate them into what they're actually doing, unless it's a competition. But here they're just sitting around the piano singing about drinking from the Red Solo Cup. And they're drinking their Martinelli's. Really awkward. Apple cider. Uh, okay, let's move on to talk about a, a sad storyline that actually ends up being okay between Tina and Mike and Mike's dad. Uh, so we see a few episodes back that Mike says, Mike's dad finds out that he's in the school musical and practically disowns him for it, says, no, you're going to be a doctor, that's your path, even though Mike's mom's okay with it. And Mike is devastated over it and finally this episode we see him be like 
you know what? I can't. I haven't spoken to my dad in so long. It's not worth it to me to lose my family member in order to follow my passion. I can't do this. And he also goes so far to say maybe we shouldn't even be together to yeah, Tina. Maybe we shouldn't be together because she's pushing him and pushing him to do it. What do we think about this uh, this concept of family versus passion? And when it actually happens like this, I mean, you it hope is- that your parents support you and no matter what you do. But especially in the arts or in any sort of uh, – occupation that you isn't as stable certain and isn't stable is a risk you hope that they support you but sometimes they don't and so what do you do and that is so difficult when they don't or when you have someone constantly telling you like well i want you to this school especially if like it's your parents and they're going to pay for it or whatnot yeah and if they're like no you need to be doing this because this is what we're going to support that makes things so difficult because every single decision you make they they can throw it back well you could have been doing this. And right. I think it's so much harder to say that I'm going to follow my passion against your parents versus against your friends or anything like that. Like, your parents have so much power over, like, people always want to please their parents. And even if you think, like, I want my passion to not feel like you're living up to what they want you to be, when I feel like a lot of kids strive to do that. Yeah. It's so hard. So do we think it's unfair that Tina says, listen, then your dad's right. If you're not going to drop your family, if you're not going to drop everything for this, then you aren't dedicated enough is basically what she tells him. If you aren't willing to risk everything and lose everything, then you're not a real artist and you can't become a dancer. You're not uh, passionate passionate enough or, or willing enough. Do we think that is appropriate of her to say? Is that true about an artist or is that unfair because he has so much pressure on him? I think it's, that there's a truth to it to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. Um, just because... For all those, there's so many risks involved. If you're not willing to take the first one, you're probably not going to take like any. Like, when's the point that you step up and say, "Well, this is where I'm putting my whole heart and all my effort"? Right. Like, it's such a competitive business that for most people, it only comes out of years and years of hard work and right. years and years of giving something up before you make it or anything like that. There are so many people out there who want it more than anything and would give up everything else—friends, family, girlfriends boyfriends anything it takes that it's hard to be competing with those people if you're not if you're not the same way so i get what she was saying but at the same time i feel like it's a hard way uh, it, it was not the right way to go about the lesson because instead of being like listen this is what you want to do let's make it work she's like kind of condescending to her, towards him in a way you know which is not what would be i wouldn't receive that well at all so I, I understood what she was saying, but that was kind of harsh. But in the end, I guess it works out because she's pushing him and pushing him. He's not doing anything about it. And finally, she goes to his father mm-hmm. and says, listen, this is your kid's life. This is what he's amazing at. You have to support him. He is about to drop out and he's going to be dying inside every day. So what if he makes it as a successful doctor? So what if he takes that path? If he's unhappy, he's nothing. And we don't think the dad understands. He says... You're going to go through a lot of heartache, too. That's what artists do. You never know. It could not work out for you. And then he shows up to the show, Mm -hmm. which was just like this gut-wrenching moment in in the best way possible. I mean, it hit me at my very core. I I was very lucky to have supportive parents who came to see all my shows and always have. But there, of course, are your friends that don't have the same parents. And it's like for somebody to actually be so set in their ways and to come and to show up and to support him— I thought that was incredible. Um, realistic? I don't know. Well, it wasn't... He didn't show up to West Side Story, so I think they That's needed true. him to show up to this one. That's true. 
And then what did you think about the conversation he had with them afterwards? I the thing that was sticking out to me during that conversation is just that like Tina was so involved after she'd been put down so much by Mike Chang, like how he like told her he didn't want to kind of be with her. He like scolded her for going to his dad, and he's like just been so negative. You think she should have been more pissed? Or I mean, I was just surprised that it was so like she was just standing by him through like just kept standing by him when they never really had like a fight or like him saying sorry really to her until after his dad had accepted it. Because if he hadn't, you think that Mike was in the wrong for treating her that way. Um, I think that, like, there was apologies in order, not necessarily that he was wrong, but just that they needed to make up. Because I don't think it would have been that, like, we're fine, even though I told you we maybe shouldn't be together. I thought that was actually really awesome of her, though, that she stood by him and was like, you know what, he's going through something rough. He's taking it out on me because he loves me. He even says at the end, I love you more than anything to her. And I think... That's what girlfriends and supportive girlfriends especially should do. I agree. I just think that I, there should have been some reconciliation. Even after that, him saying, even if after they did that and she, they hugged whatever and he said, I'm so sorry for the way I treated you. I'm so lucky to have somebody like you or something mm-hmm. like that. I know what you mean. Because I, I wanted that too. Definitely. Uh, but w- what about the applications? That was amazing. So above and beyond. Crazy. I can't believe she did that. I, I'm guessing like, well... She said she mentioned the videos, but how did she get? Did she film videos of him dancing? He probably still has to go audition. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. But just the preliminary applications, mm-hmm. I bet she. That's awesome. I would be so freaking stoked. He probably is on cloud nine right now, thinking that finally Dad let something happen and that you couldn't do it because you missed a deadline. Like that would absolutely suck. I that'd be best. But good. Good girlfriend. She was. You go, she got like a gold star in the girlfriend department <laughs> this week. She did everything. Round of applause for Tina. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the competition a little bit. Um, Trouble tones versus New Directions versus the versus Unitards. The Unitards, um, which was led by the Gerber Baby, who mm-hmm. we originally saw at the hotel for and the Niada auditions or. The practice for that, something like that. Yes. Uh, okay. So just talking about the unitard for a second, they sang um, a Madonna song. That's what like it was. The star Buenos Aires. Power, Aires yeah. yeah. And we were bored. I was bored. Were you bored? I was so bored. Uh, I think I looked at you and was just like, this can't win. Like, if they had made that one, I would have been like, this is not okay. The thing that always gets to me, though, that I think is so bizarre is when they... They pan to the audience, um, how they react to it, and everybody was like, oh, that was so good. Oh, yeah, when, especially when they're pointing to people in New Directions. Yeah. They're like, oh, we oh, should no. be scared. And I'm like, what? That was horrible. This is awful. Like, you have no reason to be scared. I'd be going like, we've got this. It was a one-woman show, first of all, which is what we learned doesn't work very well. And it, it wasn't entertaining. I like the song in real life. It was so, it seemed so slow and dragged out. It was not fun to watch at all. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I didn't even think she was that good in it, and I think she is good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I didn't think she carried it very well. Uh, Okay, but then we go to the Trouble Tones, and how did we think they did? I thought that their mashup was fantastic. Yeah. The singing was great. 
They sing mm-hmm. Survivor, Destiny Child, and I Will Survive. So, Or do, do they start with respect? No, no, I think it was just I Will Survive. Oh, maybe. I think you're right. But I just remember being like, this is like, when they changed songs, like it was seamless. Like sometimes I wouldn't even realize that we were like in the next song it was until like incredible. five seconds in. It was so good. I was sitting there saying, wow, they really killed this. Good job. I didn't know they were doing a mashup. That's amazing. I thought they killed it. Except for do a, the dancing, though. You made a couple yeah. of comments on the dancing. The, the vocals sounded awesome. The dancing was really <laughs> awkward. Um, a lot of, like, hands yeah, that were, like, like... weird. It seemed very Lady Gaga-esque, like, angular and bizarre poses. But it wasn't... They weren't in sync. So it just looked kind of sloppy. It was a lot of, sloppy. like, throwing your hands yeah, around at, like, de- different beats. Definitely. It looked very sloppy because I don't think everybody is... Th- star 10 dancer and so it kind of looked like i don't even think it was supposed to be at certain times i just remember watching their hands and like all of them it just looked like they were like flicking their wrists yeah didn't even wasn't like even like on choreographed i didn't know if it was just people it looked like the monster mash i don't think they were doing anything wrong i think that's what they were told to do and it just happened to look bad but honestly if if the all of the performances were blind performances i thought that they won oh completely i thought they killed it I think that even with, with watching the performances, I would probably put them as winning. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but maybe. Um, but, okay, so then we see the new directions. Who sang, sang three, three songs. songs? It wasn't a mashup at all. It Complete was three songs. separate songs. We started with Jackson Five, moved to Janet Jackson, ended with Michael Jackson. So I understand the way artistic that they the artistic connection. connection. Yeah, but uh, you can't just do that. You're asked to perform, and you do three separate songs. With, like, dead space in between. Exactly. It was really... I, I can't believe that that wasn't addressed at all. They had ten times the amount of time that anybody else had. Uh, okay, so those three songs, we had um, Control, ABC, and Man in the Mirror. hmm Right. Which one do we like the best out of these three? What were you feeling? Were you feeling That's any of them? Thing. All of them? I didn't think any of them were completely amazing. Like, I remember, like, thinking for a couple of minutes, like, like when Man in the Mirror started and they were all on the line and the lights were going up, I was like, oh, this could be really good. Yeah. And, like, when they brought in the back and it was, like, that choir-esque sound in the background, I thought, oh, that's cool. But it was only moments in each song where I was like, this is cool. And then I remember being like, this is repetitive. Yeah, totally. Like, in Control especially and in ABC, like... They were doing the same dance moves, even though in ABC they were really good dance moves, but it was just the same thing. It was repetitive. It was kind of boring. I was like, if you had made this maybe a mashup or added something yeah. different, it would have been really fun. But it was long, and it wasn't amazing. And to me, in the shorter time, the Trouble Tones did so much better. 100% and if they had done I three songs, like, they would have killed it. Am I the only one who thinks that ABC is kind of a cop-out? It's like it such a, kind of... It's such a... Okay, and I'm really shocked because, uh, well, I guess we'll get to a news and gossip, but I'm pretty shocked that they chose Michael Jackson songs and three songs in that mm-hmm. realm. But we'll, we'll get to that. But anyway, so I thought that their performance, their dancing was okay. Sam's weird sexual dancing was awkward again. Uh, their vocals sounded good. The thing I liked the most about this was we heard Tina, we heard Mike, we heard Artie. All people we haven't heard in a really long time. We hear Finn. We hear Sam. We hear, um, uh, was there any, any Puck? We hear Quinn. There just wasn't any, like, big, it big was an ensemble It was piece. completely evenly split. So I thought it was very good to show 
um, to that show the side. panel that, listen, every one of us is talented. Not None of us are backup singers. We can all be frontmans in this group. And that's why I think they won. That's why I think I also would have picked them to win. But if it was a completely blind thing, I, I don't know. I'm so with the Trouble Tones. I think really? that they put in way more. And their entire, besides the awkward dance moves at parts their entire number was like so exciting Mm -hmm. and like i wanted to hear them keep singing versus when i watched the other group um i just was like i was entertained for the first couple seconds and then i was like okay are you gonna add something new okay why is this song going on so long oh we're going into another song this is okay oh (laughs) this is taking too long like i was not thrilled by it at all wait so i know that you after watching the performances wanted the trouble tones to win but did you want them to win the competition regardless of their what did you think who did you want um i kind of knew that new direction would win knew that they were going to especially especially when they walked in and were like oh by the way if we the trouble tones walked in where they're like if we win this or when we win this you guys are welcome to join our group when they said that i knew that new directions was gonna win that was really rude and i thought it was it was actually my favorite line of the episode after that though i think finn says that was really disrespectful and santana goes no, disrespectful will be if I followed you around and every time you took a step, I played the tuba. <laughs> that was awesome. What an insult. The girl's crazy. Or when Sam came back to school, she's like, I wrote you something. I too have to have, like the whole book of just insult after insult. Hysterical. That was Hysterical. He's like, I miss you too. Uh, she kills it for me though. And I didn't even mention that during their song. Santana has such stage presence that I don't even, when she gets on, I'm like, Boom, baby. Like, you kill it for me every single time. Yeah. Does everybody feel that way? I really like Santana. I love her. I've always liked her. In her performance, she's just like so, she can dance and she can sing and. Yeah, she does it. Good. I actually. She's like the badass Rachel Berry. Yeah, totally. And everybody likes Mercedes the most out of the. I feel like out of the trouble times, everybody's always rooting for Mercedes. I'm always rooting for Santana, and she's a complete bitch. But I like her. She's the badass. I don't always like her plot lines, but I love her performances. Really? I like her plot lines, too. I mean, she's a bitch. You're a bitch. I'm a bitch. But she has a troubled past. That's why I'll give her plot lines an an excuse, because we're supposed to feel like, okay, she's going through stuff. That's why she's a bitch. We don't really know. What about the whole, like, lesbian plot line? Well, so this is the thing with that. I don't think that i i'm kind of upset with it's random to me like i just don't get why glee brought that in it's like you're throwing so much gay towards us with uh chris's character it's just like you know i understand we want to bring you know equality and all that stuff but i just it didn't make sense with britney it didn't fit like my my impression of either of those characters so i didn't like at all it still doesn't it's still awkward like when they did the Mm -hmm. someone like you or when they helped Keep going. Yeah, when they did the Someone Like You, to me, that was weird. It's just like, okay, I really still... I don't believe Britney's even into this. Santana, I could see, like, the type of girl that will experiment. I, but, like, for her to be, like, full, like, no, I'm a lesbian, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I believe that she, like, thinks it maybe, but will overcome it one day. I'm really, really with you. I'm so on the opposite page, and here's why. Because originally, I was completely with you guys. I was like, where did they just throw this lesbian story out of? I don't really know what's going on. I see chemistry between Santana and Britney like crazy. I think that they 
the actresses are killing it right now. And every time their hands touch or every time that Britney does something and Santana gets excited about it, it's so sweet to me that I'm not thinking of them as lesbians. I'm, I think they're in love with each other. I think that's what it is. See, I don't see that they're in love with each other. No? Especially on Britney's end. Yeah, Britney's less so. I don't think that Britney is a lesbian. I think that she loves Santana and is confused about what that means. I do think that Santana is doing a really good job um, playing this off. And and I didn't like the storyline at first, but I think it's important to acknowledge that to love a human being. I mean, I don't think that they try to play like the gay card all the time here at all. I think it's about loving a person, not just regardless of their sex. I'm, like, fine with wanting to take that theme. I just don't think that I... When they've introduced Santana as, like, that was her new thing, I don't didn't believe it. I didn't see it. And you, I felt like she had to... Like, now it's getting better because I think she's, like, accepted it as the actress and has been able to grow with it. But to me, it wasn't there, so it got brought out of nowhere, and now she's having to, like, find it. Become it. Which, yes. which does make sense because that's what you do... Mm-hmm. In high school, not even just in, in, as a person coming into your sexuality. Yeah, and that's however, the one thing that gets me with it is I don't, I definitely don't feel it from Britney. I don't get it yeah. from Britney. With Britney, I feel like it's forced. But with Santana, I was with it because I, I do think it's an important storyline. But I don't like the fact that she's like put a stamp on it like i, I like, like the fact that she t- you know what i mean like w- w- wants to explore it and that but the fact that she's like fully said like no this is who i am yeah and i still feel her chemistry soon. with guys i like still feel it when she's on on screen sometimes i kind of yeah. know what you mean i think she's just a very sexual person but the reason i think i like it is because kurt not decided he was gay but kurt knew he was gay and then came out and said he was gay and then found blaine santana found Brittany, and then knew she was gay. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And I do think it's very possible that we've never seen Santana attracted to another girl ever, and we've never seen Brittany attracted to another girl. So it is very possible that they're not attracted to other women, just each other, even though you're right, I don't see it on Brittany's end as much. Santana does a way better job with it. Uh, But I think that that's interesting to think about because it does happen both ways. I mean, I didn't say I'm straight and then start looking for guys, I found the first guy I loved and then realized I was straight. You know what I mean? I think that's probably more realistic how it happens for a lot of people. 50-50, I think it could go both ways. You know what I mean? I would just appreciate the show more if... Because even with Britney, even when she was like crushing on Artie, like I didn't buy that at all either. Like To me, that was just as fake as the her and Santana thing. Yeah, I would but, agree. To me, what I would really want to see out of Glee is her coming into it and saying and realizing what you said. Like, I'm not in love with other girls. I'm in love with Britney because when it comes down to it as a person, she's been there through everything for me. Yeah. Because we've seen she's had such troubled times with guys. Right. Uh, with, and I uh, think that can happen Finn. for people. Uh, right. You, uh, you get screwed by so many guys and you fall in love love with somebody else and, exactly. and she happens to be a girl exactly and so I would really like it if Glee had that kind of an aha moment with yeah. her character yeah 100% then all this stuff would make more sense to me but I'm still kind of leaning more towards you Sarah with it's just kind of random it's missing a piece of the puzzle hopefully we'll get there I would love if Glee did that 
That would be excellent. What song could they use for that? <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> think, think about, about it, it and get back to it next week. Okay, so anyway, uh, we see that the New Directions does win, whether we thought they would, wanted them to, whatever. And knew they would. Then, right before the competition, Quinn goes to tell Principal Figgins that Shelby and Puck are sleeping together. Rachel Berry stops her and says, listen, don't do this. At least wait until after the competition. So the adult thing to do is think about your friends who want to perform. Right. So she does. So Quinn waits. And then she waits and she waits. And then she doesn't do it. And I thought this was really interesting. Uh, Quinn is so up and down and you never know if her changes are permanent. And she's had so many arcs and I, I just don't really know with her. But I thought this was a very mature thing of her to do to realize who's benefiting from me telling. Yeah. Principal Figgins that they've slept together, except for myself. And she wouldn't really be benefiting because then her biological daughter would get screwed. So I thought this was really mature of her, and I was kind of surprised. What did you think? Um, I thought it was good, and my favorite moment was actually when they were – when Quinn goes to tell Rachel in the office that she's decided she's not going to do this. And she thanks her, and she's like, I would have really regretted this for, like, forever – so we're actually, so I guess this means we're, like, friends. Or Rachel says, so I guess we're friends now. I really liked it. And what I did she, like, what did Quinn say? Kind, sort of, or something. Something like But they've, like, acknowledged that through this they've, like, gotten to this friendship of, like, all everything they've been through. And I really like that culminating moment. And overall, with Quinn not telling Figgins, it was kind of expected. Like, it was yeah. just going to be... Like, what was going to happen if they didn't? I think that they... I like Shelby on the show. Um, so I thought it's good they keep it. It's good that there's, like, this other teacher who's... I don't even know how to describe her. Besides Sue. Sue. Instead of, like, just Sue and... Do you know what I mean? I've is never, this other adult that what? Like, there's this other, like, adult that has, like, purpose in the show. Like, they have so many few, like, per, Like, it's always Sue... And, and so, Coach, Beast, Matthew Morrison. But I don't even see Beast in that, in that much. Like, she is, but she's becoming more... I don't know. Whenever I think of the show, I only think of the kids and yeah. Sue. And so you like Shelby? Yes. Okay. I like Shelby because I think she's this other figure that adds in more drama and adds in something besides the Sue rivalry with the Glee Club. Okay. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. So I didn't want her to kick them off because of Sleeping with Puck. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, but then we also see Tian, uh, not Santana, Quinn do another great thing. She goes and she talks to the Trouble Tones in the bathroom, or, or at least she talks to Brittany and Mercedes and Santana, and is like, listen, I've got this deal for you. You guys come back to us, and you guys can per- perform every competition. And we don't know if they're going to agree. And then they do because we see them come in, and this is my favorite part of the episode. Okay, just a little backstory. I have been listening to this song. Which is? It's by Fun called We Are Young. I listen to it 60 times a day. No joke. Every time I wake up, in between all my classes, when I'm showering, when I'm doing my homework, anytime I'm sad, anytime I'm happy, I put on the song and I'm like, this is the best song. I tweeted about it a week ago. If anybody wants to look at my Twitter, Roxy Stryer, you can see I actually tweeted the song, writing, listening to on repeat, you should be too. It's so good. 
And none of my friends have known it. And I've showed it to everybody this week. And I've called everybody and sent that text message being like, know the song. And then they sang it tonight. And it was like, no shit. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe you're doing this. It was like, oh, my God. It's perfect. And the trouble tones walk back in. And everybody's happy again. Yeah, it's so good. Give me a second I I need to get my story straight. My friends are oh, so good. And the chorus is even better. You have to get there. Jesse's like, I don't know if I like it yet. I really like so it. Just wait. It, it gets to be so good. Okay. Anyway, this song. No, you have no, to keep Jesse, playing. Keep playing it. <laughs> it's so good. And they played, and everybody smiled, and they circled up. And it was like this feel good moment. And I was like, well, I didn't know about this episode, but. Glee does this for me recently. I'll be like, oh, it's an okay episode. It's good. I'm sticking with it. And then, boom, at the yes. end. Ready? Here we go. I feel like I'm down. I'll carry you home tonight. It's so good. I really like it. I've heard this song, though. I think if you haven't it. heard it or seen the video, the video is kind of cool. Oh, oh, we'll watch it. I'm so excited today. right now. Oh. It's just it's one of those feel-good songs. It's like, you're right, I am young, and I'm going to burn this down. This song almost oh. made me cry. No, I was almost. Like, she started tearing. Sarah starts crying. Now. I look at her, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I'm just so happy. I'm young and listening, and I'm like... It brought in so weird. many memories. I'm tearing again. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this song, Well, I, I think we're going to have to cut to commercial, and then we can come back and get some news and gossip while Sarah cries her eyes out in the bathroom. Wait, I missed the song. After no. Buzz TV. <laughs> Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Okay, so I just have to read this. My roommate just sent me a text message saying, Oh my God, this mashup of the trouble tones? Unreal. I feel like a survivor. <laughs> Okay, thank you, That's Lindsay, for that. Hilarious. Thank <laughs> you, Lindsay, for that amazing... Uh... Exactly. So can we have some news and gossip following that, please? Sure. <laughs> After Buzz TV News. All right, so during an interview on last night's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Matthew Morrison confirmed earlier rumors that the Fox musical series would welcome its hairiest guest star yet. Chewbacca of Star Wars. We called up George Lucas and he gave us Chewbacca. Matthew, who directs the December 13th Christmas episode, confirmed there is only one guy who can officially officially be Chewbacca and he lives in Northern California. And they flew him in. As for how the Wookiee will factor into the episode, co-star Harry Shum Jr. said, he makes an appearance into Artie's dream in a way I can't really delve into the details but it's something to do with Artie 
Chewbacca isn't the only one getting the glee treatment. Word is the Fox musical dramedy is set to pay tribute to Michael Jackson through his music. The series has veered away from the tribute episodes this season, but it's making an exception for the late pop king, King of Pop. The episode is set to air in late January, uh, that's January 24th of 2012, and will feature a whopping 10 to 12 songs... Wow. From yeah. Michael Jackson's library. The episode is expected to start production this Friday, but with holiday break coming up, it will most likely finish shooting early next year. Okay, so the question is, who are we more excited for? Chewbacca or MJ? I mean, you don't understand how much I have a love of Star Wars, and I love Chewbacca, and I want him to be my best friend. So You know, we named my dog Chewbacca, Chewie. And everybody says, Wookie! <laughs> well, here's the thing about Michael Jackson. I feel like we've had how many tributes to Michael Jackson I don't on get Glee? It. And they played two Michael Jackson songs tonight. They sang two songs. I think songs. they're going to connect it to this. They're going to be like, we won this with sectionals. Why don't we win this with nationals? But 10 to 12 songs from I Michael bet it's Jackson. a mashup and, uh, and they and feature those songs. And with. we've done the Thriller. The Super Bowl was Thriller. Yeah, we've done a lot. I don't really know why. I mean, I called this so long ago that I was like, they've got, like, once I did the Fleetwood Mac Rumors album, I was like, the next album they do or next person they're paying tribute to is definitely Michael Jackson. Yeah. For sure, because it's, I feel like it's such a cop-out. That's why I loved when they did Fleetwood Mac, because there's so many people in our generation who don't know Rumors, the album, Mm -hmm. and the songs are incredible. Everyone knows Michael Jackson. Everyone knows every song, every single word. Yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Yes, I'll be able to sing along. I'm sure I'll laugh. I'm sure I'll love it. But it's, it's so typical. I feel like, and not only that, but I feel but like, like it's kind of needed. Like <sighs> I, I, I just think don't think this season it. then. Or it should have been done like... Like, because look at what they've done. They've done the Fleetwood Mac one. They did Madonna. They did Britney Spears. They kind of did a Lady Gaga. That one wasn't really, like, to me, a full... They West Side ju- Story. They dressed like it. But in each one of those episodes, like... Uh, the Britney Spears one. It was all about like sex education and the way they had them all dressed up and playing the parts. It was like the music videos. Yeah. The Madonna one was like, well, you know, Madonna stood up for rights and, and things the cheerleaders like that. came in and did it too. Well, yeah. You know, so then it's like, well, where are you going to go with a Michael Jackson tribute? Like, is it going to be blatant? Like, child it's Michael Jackson. Oh, no, no. Whoa. <laughs> is it going to be? Whoa, you went to bleed me out. <laughs> is it? But is it like going to be like? I don't want them to like fully be like it's Michael Jackson Day, and then that's why we're doing ten to twelve. Songs. You want them to have a message? Yeah, because I liked it. Like the Britney Spears one, it was all about sex. Like yeah. it was about yeah. sex about education. And- yeah, and that's how they brought her into it. For Madonna, it was women empowerment. Uh, Lady Gaga it was about being creative and being yourself. Yeah. I just that's what I want with if they're gonna do the Michael Jackson thing so that could be about like being yourself and being different no matter what somebody well, we've says already you done are that. yeah okay so what else could it be no idea no idea like, I'm, yeah. that's why I'm more interested in the Chewbacca one cause like really Chewy yeah and Artie and Artie's dream like why is Artie dreaming about Chewy I'm excited <laughs> I don't know bizarre I have no idea what that could possibly we're gonna have to wait and see alright so Leah Michelle's date for the premiere of her new movie New Year's Eve was her gay best friend and sometimes Glee co-star hottie Jonathan Groff aka Jesse St. James Michelle tweeted earlier in the night on my way to the premiere have the most handsome date with me tonight Mr. Jonathan Groff 
Aww. I feel like they have a really good friendship. I love when coworkers are friends. And they've been coworkers for a long time. Yep, and it makes me really happy. And he's, he's an asshole on the show, so to know that he's a sweetheart, or that at least she thinks he's a sweetheart, and he is sexy as hell. Who is who are we talking about? Jesse St. James, he's the one who was the lead of the um the vocal adrenaline. Vocal adrenaline okay. You know? And then he yeah, came yeah, to yeah, yeah, and him and Rachel have a thing on the yeah. show. And before right. that they were in Spring Awakening okay. together. Needed, needed I didn't know he was gay and it right. kinda crushed my dreams. Because he's so cute. <laughs> Anyone who sings and dances just kinda have That's that not true. I know. Don't uh, tell me that. <laughs> Well, as if we didn't have enough reasons to be jealous of the beautiful and talented Leah Michelle, now yeah. she gets to fondle hunky Mark Solling. Leah basically rubbed it in our faces that her hands have been south of Solling's border. <laughs> but was it due to a Rachel and Puck romance reunion? Leah was just investigating Mark's recent... I- Wait a minute. No, me. no, it wasn't. No, I'm... A- Leah was just investigating Mark's recent injury. Oh, he did hurt himself, Michelle tells us. He couldn't sit, and he's carrying around one of those donut pillows that pregnant women wear. And I was like, let me see. I touched his butt, ladies. Get excited. I swear. One butt cheek is so much bigger than the other. I was like, Mark, oh my gosh, you really like hurt. But then I just kept touching his butt all day long. (laughs) I mean, I would do that too. Any excuse to touch his butt? Mm, I'm there. He's cute. Yes. Mm, I've heard. Uh, we somebody here is a good friend of his at After mm-hmm. Buzz, and we're gonna, we're gonna get him in get him here, up. and I'm gonna okay. touch his butt. Be like, I heard you had an injury last week. Can I feel? There you go. <laughs> so stay tuned, guys. We'll have uh, Mark right here. Hell yeah! Butt cheeks facing the cam, and y'all will be able to check out Mark's butt. After Buzz TV Sounds good. exclusive. <laughs> That would be exciting. All right, and that's your After Buzz TV news and gossip for Glee the week of December 6, 2011. I want to be here for that. When Mark's here? For the butt. For the butt. Now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so the next episode's a Christmas special? It seems a little early to me. Are we... Well, they probably have their big break. Yeah. They're... So I'm guessing next week's the last week for a while. For a while, yeah. It looks like that. Uh, so Rachel and Finn are exchanging lists of what they want. And Finn says, all I want is you. And Rachel's like, all I want is you, too. And five oh, things so on this list. so that's what the song's going to be next week. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, but we have a Santana solo next week, too. I know a couple different Christmas songs that we're excited for. I like holiday episodes. I love holiday songs. I love Christmas songs, so I hope it's really chock full of holiday They said that they're songs. doing their Xmas special, and we keep seeing Sue's face pop up, but I didn't know what she was doing. Any predictions? Maybe she's coming back, As fighting the for the... Um, uh, seriously. She already did that. Right. No, coming back. He's- oh, I was going to say she's coming back um, to fight for Beast Man. Beast Man. Cooter is his name, which makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Nobody else thinks that's funny? No? No takers? Okay. Um, Predictions on the Britney being president and on Bert being congressman? Uh, Britney's going to... Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be bad. We didn't see that at all this episode. Is Mercedes going to get back together with Sam? Um, Yeah, just because we haven't seen anything at all from the other character. I don't even know Santana's... I mean, um, Mercedes' boyfriend's name. Me neither. I just know he's a big football dude. Yeah, I call him big black football player. <laughs> I don't know. And he's getting recruited to go somewhere else and good riddance. 
don't mm. really care. But it's not like I'm like, yes, end up with Sam. I'm like, mm, I don't really care for them together. I like that much. Mercedes as independent woman. You know, she's like, I'm independent woman. And now she's not. And what? Laugh at me all you want, Eloise. I think Eloise is a little blonde child. She is. Eloise at the plaza. How does I, do I remind you of you're a so little like, blonde child? You're so, you're so Eloise today. Oh, Eloise. Ring your little bell. And I'm like, what you want over there? <laughs> and I think we need to wrap this episode up. Okay, no more predictions. There we go. I'm going a little psycho here. Um, okay, so that's all. And we will see everybody next week for the Christmas special. So that will be in good spirits. Uh, maybe we'll even give each other little presents. Oh. Oh, so cute. Goodbye, Gleeks. You have stockings. Oh, yeah, definitely. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later! (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.